Hiya, and welcome to our fireside chat on digitalizing social care with M365. My name is Natasha Bradley, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Chris Calco from NHS England, formerly known as Digital. Chris, are you okay to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Natasha, and uh, good afternoon, everyone that's watching. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Chris Calco. I am a service practitioner within the NHS mail team that sits under uh, NHS England, and I primarily look after uh, sectors, including social care uh, in particular. Um, so, yeah, I, I my role is basically to help um, coordinate things like the National Help Desk, um, other stakeholders within the social care space uh, and help with the overall adoption of NHS mail um, by the social care community. Fabulous, thank you. So welcome. Um, so when I think of digitising social care, it just seems like a really large task. Um, so in your view, how can this be broken down into sort of manageable, tangible steps? Well, you're absolutely right. It is a big task. Um, social care as a, as, a, as a sector has traditionally been quite digitally immature um, and that's due to a number of things such as funding um, and you know workloads and what have you so I think the overall journey to making the social care community one that's a lot more digitized and um, able to use the technology that's available to them I think the first thing is to um, listen to the user base itself I think it's often too easy to make top-down decisions without actually getting an idea of what people actually need and, and what they feel is important to them. Um, so that's a really important part. That feeds into um, the the whole idea of we want to not push things like NHS mail and, and digitization on people. We want them to actually see for themselves what it can do for them and incentivize them to actually want to upskill themselves um, because, you know, there's a lot of, aspects of digitization that would help the social care community like things like rostering and and shifts and and you know virtual um visits and and um those kind of, of tools that i think you know would be transformative if they were adopted um at a wider wider scale really um i think a big part of it is making small but solid steps you know let's not run before we can walk so i think um a big thing that we've traditionally looked at is just getting people used to using NHS mail, um, using things like their shared mailbox, understanding how they can refer to other professions and GPs and, um, and, and move away from the old ways of working, you know, with faxes and a lot of paperwork and move into that more digital way of working. I think, you know, if you, if you give people too much, in too short a time, I think it can be quite overwhelming, quite rightly. I think everyone's the same, and I think everyone has their own pace. Um, so, yeah, we, we want it to be a nice, organic um, upskilling, uh, and that's what we, you know, at the moment we, we are working towards. Um, I think I'd say the last thing about breaking it down as well is um, communication is a big key part of it, so making sure that we are communicating with them via the correct channels, you know, whether that's webinars or, or drop-in sessions, things that we run. Um, through the various organisations that are out there at the moment, you know, via um, ICBs and, 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 and various regional areas to get a bit of more coordination going on. Um, and finally, I'd say ed education as well. I think providing people with the tools so they can upskill, I think, is massive in terms of helping people to digitise. Um, 
I think that's one of the main, main points there. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is such a large topic to cover, isn't it? And, you know, sort of a large question, so I appreciate your answer there. Um, it's really weird because, you know, we, we've done some some research into um, some Derbyshire care homes. And, you know, we, we found people there who didn't have who didn't have Wi-Fi. So you've got people who are really, you know, have struggled to, to get digitised or, or get digitised because they've got, you know, basic things like Wi-Fi that we we probably take for granted. But then on the on the top of the scale, you've got people like Kendall Care Homes who are using HoloLens and Teams um, to, to virtual visits and manage staff shortages, et cetera. So there's such a vast range of different levels that people are at. It's very hard for you, for you to really manage and, and help grow, I suppose. But in your experience, what is the biggest challenge why you know you see social care and not exploiting, especially you know, the Microsoft te- technology um, when they when they, they get it or they have access to that central agreement? Yeah, so there's yeah, there's a number of things. I think you are very absolutely the case that there is that disparity between the various um, levels of maturity within the care sector. Um, as you say, you do have some that are very much still paper based for for either by, by design or as you say necessity. You know, some care homes are in a situation where they don't have Wi-Fi, and and it's um, you know it's how we can do what we can to provide a certain level of service for them, but as you say, not leave out those that are actually at the forefront um, of the curve in terms of um, dig- you know, maturity, because traditionally we've always looked at the kind of lowest common denominator. We wanted to mm. provide, look, this is how you, you know, use your shared mail, but this is how you utilize the, the, the kind of basics of an HS mail, basically the, the legacy idea of it's an email solution you can get into grips with that. But I think, um, what we want to do going forward is to actually um, provide more um, bespoke nurturing and, and guidance for those organisations that, that they're happy with those areas and they want to lean into all of the things that they can use as part of NHS Mail. Um, you know, it's no longer an email solution anymore. It is, um, you know, it provides so much more, for example, Office 365 functionality um, and, and, and other things that, if people were to kind of leverage it again, it would be transformative for them. So in terms of the challenge, I think there's a number of challenges in the, in the area and for a start funding, um, social care has traditionally been a, you know, an underfunded sector. I know we've, there's things that have changed recently where more funding is going in, but it, it's, it's takes a while for that to actually translate to, uh, that level of digital maturity. Um, another big one is, um, I'd say staff turnover. I think just that that attritional, you know, for the care sector, um, you know, I've come to understand that, yeah, it's it's one where people, particularly managers, come in and then they either move to another care home or, you know, there is that churn. And I think one of the biggest challenges for us is to quickly upskill people and to, you know, rapidly get them up to speed because if you've got someone who has, has taken the time to learn everything and they're very much the the SME of their care home and then they leave it's suddenly every, all the good work that's been done it's just it's gone so it's working on ways how we can quickly upskill people and get that sense of stewardship for the the home itself and that they can pass on the knowledge to their to their colleagues and you know there's a number of ways we do that I mean one is um, our current digital heroes initiative where there's a number of people from the, the care community uh, that are part of that and the idea is that 
going forward, they will be there as kind of SME sort of champions for the area and for people to link into. Um, so that's one of the big challenges that we want to address going forward. Um, and uh, I, I think another one is just the the, the lack of uh, knowledge. Um, in terms you don't of, know what you don't you don't know what you don't know, do you? Absolutely, yeah. And I think one of the issues that I think a lot of people think is that NHS Mail is just an email solution. You know, people think, well, it's just an email. It's to, in some ways, it is very much. It, yes, it does get access to proxy access, and it does allow you to communicate securely and and you know with that peace of mind with all these other professions and you know gps and trusts and pharmacies um but i think it's really important to let people know that it isn't just an email solution anymore um it is so much other so many other things that you know there's things like teams which you know is um a, a massive um piece of technology that's been adopted in recent times uh, that's been really transformative. It's things like shifts, which allows care providers to, you know, make just make their rostering and um, their shift pattern work so much easier. Um, you know, a planner allows them to work out their tasks for the week and to dynamically alter that. Um, things like egress. You know, if you've got an NHS mail, you get given egress for free. So um, if you need to communicate with organisations that aren't on HS mail, then, you know, you've got that tool there. Um, I was speaking to a, a, someone at a care home some weeks ago, and um, I was I was both shocked and delighted that I could help her in the fact that she was paying, her care site was already paying for egress, um, and she was also paying for office online, um, both of which you get as a package with NHS mail. So she was doubly paying for something she already got access to. So uh, it was great to be able to tell her, look, you can, you already get this and i think the more people know of of the various packages that they get as part of nhs mail i think that will incentivize people to use it more and you know with use comes um you know mastery of the of the, of the technology and then we you know in in the, in the perfect world we'd like everyone to be like uh was it the kendall care you said where everyone's using hololens um but it is a it is a it is a challenging road ahead of us, but I'm very confident that, you know, in the next few years, I think we will start to see much more adoption of, of um, the technology available for, for social care, really. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I think I, I've, I've got confidence that it will start seeing and that adoption curve will will start going up. Um, you sort of mentioned about um, staff shortages. And, you know, everyone knows that the staff shortages in social care, you know, it's on the news, in the paper. Everyone knows, knows about that. Um, and we, we were talking to someone this week, and they, they, they're going to be they're going to start learning how to or they're getting trained on things like Windows, um, Word, um, Excel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when we started asking her about her admin tasks, she said, "Oh no, we we keep all our holidays in an Excel format, in an Excel spreadsheet." And I was like, "Hmm." She's like, "So 600 people are in an Excel spreadsheet with their holidays, and they all just scroll through to get them." Is one thing. And then I sort of said to her, how many times are you multiple keying the same data over and over in different systems? A lot. But what if we could just help you stop doing that? How much time would that save you and the rest of your, your colleagues in that area? And by just being able to give them that little bit of information, she said, I can't wait to be trained now because it's going gonna, it's gonna to improve the way I work and it's going to then enable me to spend more time with patients, which is, which is what I love. So. 
you know, just little things like that can really, really empower the end users to actually start having a little play themselves because it just comes down to confidence, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's what we want. We want people to be confident that, you know, we want people to be confident in the technology and how it it will make their lives easier. And I think if you've if you've you know if people can't wait like in that scenario to to use the technology, I think I think that's when yeah we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, and that's when we get our super users who then can then tell the rest of the organisation of how great M three six five is because I think we both agree there's some really good applications in there that that really could benefit social care. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that that evangelism um, and 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 the yeah, having those digital advocates there within the community, um, I think there's I think it's more powerful to hear a, a fellow care provider saying how how they're using the systems and how that that relatableness. I think it's easy for you know people like myself to say that you know this is good for you, but I think having that relatability is really powerful. And I think the more we get those people who are trailblazers in, in, in terms of the care community that are using the most technology, I think they're the people we want to um, get in their voice out there. And I think getting them to be, um, as I say, advocates for the service. And I think that will help with that that overall adoption. Um, yeah, no, I think so. so. Yeah, and ju just talking about the advocates then. So have you got a have you got a really successful outcome of, of someone somewhere in social care care homes you know that you can share with us um that have really adopted that m365 technology um so there is a there is um there was a care home in uh in east yorkshire that um they were ex i was very surprised they were asking a lot of questions and and really uh, embraced the use of OneDrive um and sharepoint um and utilizing all the um the storage capability that OneDrive has um and you know they they said how about you know about how that's been really transformative for their their care home um and again it's one of those other benefits that people may be aware of that OneDrive is there it's a it's a free service um you know one of the biggest issues that we sometimes get in community organizations is um you know storage they've got all these emails they're thinking oh i need to keep these but but I've got not got enough room and, and this that and the other. Whereas um, with NHS Mail, you get a four gigabyte mailbox, and then you get a whopping hundred gigabytes online archive, which is massive. Um, you know, I've I've worked with people who I know people who work for other care organisations that um, aren't on NHS Mail, and yeah, the, 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 their standard mailboxes. Are, I just think, how can you work with that amount? And you know, it, it's just it just really highlights how much of a good a good product NHS Mail is and how much it can help organisations um, in that scenario. But um, I think a, a wider piece of it in terms of the technology adoption that I think is really important is, um, you know, it, I think it can't be stressed how important the rollout teams was for a, a lot of these organisations. Um, so, for example, one of the big catalysts for the adoption of teams was, of course, the, the uh, COVID pandemic. Um, uh, in a 12-week period over the summer uh, in 2020, um, we saw the equivalent of 773 years worth of audio calls, which is pretty impressive. Mm. Um, and of course, it's you know it's gone from strength to strength. You know, it's become such a, a normal way of working, um, and we now regularly see like 
you know, it can be something like 950,000 chat messages um, on a daily basis. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's. It, I think that's another thing that, you know, really shows how, um, you know, technology can be leveraged to, to really help in those kind of, you know, scenarios. Um, and that's completely relevant, of course, to the, to the social care sector. Yeah, and I think it just shows you how agile you can be when you need to be, which which is a, is a really yeah. good thing to watch, really, isn't it? And, and see how people adapted to it. And I know this. I know you have lots of information and free services um, available to people in the social care. Would you like to just give us a little bit of information, explain what they are and how they access them? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, you're absolutely correct. There's there's a ton of information out there about um, NHS Mail and, and the product itself. Um, it is just a shame that a lot of people don't know where to access it, as you say. So um, the support site, which is the portal where most people will access their emails, um, that is our main repository of information. Um, it's been designed in a really um, user-friendly way. Um, and it has guidance on every facet of NHS Mail, so that's down from policy down to best practice. Um, there's a ton of case studies on there from various organisations, including social care ones, about how they use NHS Mail. Um, there's also extensive guidance about all the various um, Microsoft products that are part of the, the NHS Mail package. So things, if you want to know more about Teams, Planner, Shifts, um, virtual visits, those kind of things, they're all they're all there, ready to access. Um, we also provide um, through that as well something called the Enterprise Skills Initiative, which is something mm -hmm. provisioned by Microsoft that allows people to go on there and upskill up themselves on certain products if they so wish. Again, that's that's through the support site. Um, a lot of the users that I deal with personally are managed by what we call the National Administration Service. So a very large chunk of the social care population on NHS Mail is governed centrally. Um, and that central provision does have its own quirks in terms of process. Now, again, if anyone has any kind of queries about any of the processes, there's, there's guides there about there's an FAQ, there's summary cards, there's links to previous webinars. Um, that's all there that, and that answers nearly every single question you could really have. Um, oh. Again, we do drop-in sessions where we, we, we uh, provide more information about various products and, and how, how we can use NHS Mail. Um, and in regards to the, the, the support site itself, if you are a user of uh, Microsoft Teams, we've made it even easier to access because if you use NHS Mail, you will have in your sidebar um, an NHS Mail support app. And if you click on that, it will open um, the support site natively in your Teams. So again, if you've got a question, you can just rapidly get in there. You can access all that information. Um, so yeah, I can't stress enough how useful the support site is. Uh, I'd recommend anyone that uses NHS Mail or is thinking of using NHS Mail to have a look at it. Um, and there's there are obviously there the, are the other mediums. We you know we do run webinar national webinars from time to time, and you know they're things that will will continue to run in the future. Um, but yeah, we just encourage people if any kind of questions about NHS Mail um, or how they can make the most of it, just get in touch with um, the NHS Mail team um, or the help desk. More than happy to provide more information. Fab, thanks, Chris. It sounds like there was a lot of information and really easy, but easy to access um, through Teams or or through through the browser and the internet. So, thank you very much, and it's been great to speak to you. I uh, really appreciate your time, and uh, thank you very much. Likewise, thank you, Natasha, and uh, thanks, Anya, everyone for watching as well. Thank you.